Reporting live for duty on this April 17th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Mm-hmm. You got to admit, hamsters are inspirational sometimes. You know, sometimes I forget how inspirational a hamster really is. You know, I was feeling kind of lazy, low-down, shiftless, rotten, spineless, good for nothing, washed out, lay about, louse about, run down, crummy, run down, bum. Just a fucking bubble goose, fucking bubble guppy. I was feeling like a fucking bubble guppy uh, briefly yesterday. And uh, no, I, I just kind of like got to daydreaming about like my old hamster, Micey. Uh, we had this hamster growing up, his name was Micey. I think my brother named him, and uh, fuck, he was inspirational. Like, sometimes you forget how motivational a hamster really is. Like, you know, there's millions of children around the world right now who have a pet hamster. And actually, I did a little research on this. I, I was on YouTube watching some videos, and apparently hamsters aren't good pets for young children. They're too small. They're too fragile. They're ideal for um, children age 10 and onward. They're even great for um, adults. You know, if you're a lonely, kind of a dork, kind of a weirdo, recluse kind of a person, get yourself a hamster. Apparently, they're very healthy and uh, loyal and cute. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of benefits to having a hamster around the house. But... um. I was just thinking about how inspirational they are. Like, um, you know, Micey, every morning you get up, you know, he'd get up, then he'd like, you know, you go take a little sip of water, and he'd like, you know, look around, and then he'd like um, waddle over and have himself a sunflower seed, sunflower seed. Then he'd get in his wheel, then he'd just run. He would just, like, run indefinitely in this wheel. And, like, I remember, like, he, he, his little cage was, like, on the bureau or the dresser, and I was on the bed. So, I was, like, I would just lay there and stare, it up, stare up at him from my bed. And he just, he's running in this wheel. He's just bounding in this wheel. I just look at him, right, and... You ever have like one of those profound moments when you, you just say something so simplistically, yet it is so profound? Like I'd just be staring at him and I'd be like, wow, he just runs. He'd just be running in this wheel. Then he'd stop Then he'd kind of like surf the off swing of the wheel. Like as the wheel would swing and come to a rest, he would just kind of stand there and surf in that little, in that little, uh, Wave, then you get off the wheel, and go take a nap. 
Then he'd wake up at like three in the morning and wake the whole house up doing the same thing again, just running in the wheel. He did that every day for fucking two years. Then he died. <laughs> but the point is, like, you know, he, it's not like he was an idiot. It's not like he was stupid. He knew what, um, it's not like he ran on that wheel because he didn't get the fact that the wheel was going nowhere. It's like he ran on the wheel because that was just what he did. There was no qualms or questions about it. Micey ran in that wheel. And I think about like how motivational that is. You know, it's like he just got up and did it every day. Went and did his little job, you know? Get in his wheel. And you start running, like pretty pretty motivational. And you know, I just I I had this like I'm pretty good at visualizing things. Like I can visualize things, I can picture things and um and uh I just was visualizing, visualizing Micey the other day. I just kind of saw him in my mind's eye, and I just just got this really, like, really, like, kind of choked me up a minute, right? Because I was like, wow, like, fuck. You know, and it's like, how unsung those millions of hamsters' lives are. It's like around the world and throughout time, there have been millions, maybe even billions of hamsters that... They just got up and did that shit every fucking day. And no one ever gave them an applause. You know, people stuck them in microwaves, stepped on them, lost them in the laundry. All the horrors and trials and tribulations of a hamster. Yet has anyone ever really sung their praise? Yeah, sure, there was Hammy the Hamster. That show was retarded. Had nothing to do with reality. They never flew helicopters and wore little tiny... Um, suits and carried little briefcases and, you know, drove little cars. They never did any of that shit, like, on Hammy the Hamster. Or I think there was another show called, like, Once Upon a Hamster. But, like, that shit never actually happened. But these hamsters in real life, on a real everyday basis, got up and ran in those fucking wheels because that's what they did. So, you know, my hats are off to hamsters today. On Jonathan Ramtram, the podcast. In the highest order, in the highest of heights, in the highest of comic due diligence, we salute you, hamster. We salute all hamsters today on Jonathan Ramtram, the podcast. It's hamster day. Go out and kiss a hamster. Might change your fucking life. Yeah, so, um, you know, I got a little bit of spring fever, I have to admit. That's why I'm like, you know... Sitting here harboring these hamster feelings, you know, looking for things to motivate me because I got a little bit of spring fever, you know. Spring hasn't quite fucked off yet in Toronto, Canada, the epicenter of Canada. You guys know it's true. Canada is the shit, and uh, Toronto is the epicenter of that. And uh, I'm just kidding, y'all. Calm down. Everybody loves you, and wherever you're from, you're loved too, okay? Calm down. But I live in Toronto, Canada, and spring hasn't quite fucked off yet. Like, I mean, it did, right? And it's kind of annoying because, like, spring had come, you know, March 21st is, like, the first day of spring, apparently. Spring was here. You know, I was getting into my rhythm, you know. Um, I was outside going for jogs. I was enjoying the weather. Titties were starting to come out. And then all of a sudden, 
there was like this freezing snowstorm, this blinding freezing snow shit storm like two days ago. And the fucking entire city's covered in snow and ice and slush, right? So, you know, my spring fever's kicking in. When I say spring fever, I mean like as a recovering alcoholic, I get like feelings of frustration, like feelings of my old alcoholism. Like I don't get the impulse to drink, but a lot of my old thoughts and habits and feelings come back, like the restless, irritable, discontent nature of um, alcoholism. It kind of comes back and I start getting kind of agitated and irritable and discontent and... um you know, restless, even my sleeps are kind of fucked, I'm not really sleeping the greatest, and um, when that happens, I got to take it back to basics, you know, I got to halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I got to address that, maybe I just need to eat something, maybe I'm just hungry, maybe I'm just angry, you know, maybe I'm just lonely, you know, maybe I'm just tired, that's a little acronym we use, halt, so if you address those four things, it can help with your condition. Um, so that's why I was thinking about hamsters. Goddamn adorable. And um, also just kind of, you know, trying to, um, you know, look forward a little bit and, you know, just find something to be excited about. You know, you can always find something to be negative about. Why not find something to be excited about? It's a lot more exciting, <clears throat> as it were. Turns out being exciting is more exciting than not being exciting. Extra, extra, read all about it. Excitement is still exciting. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited a little bit, you know. I just finished reading this book. Um, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. But it's this book on um, developing a certain, let's say... It's a book about a, attaining a certain endeavor that I want to attain. And um, like I said, I don't want to talk before my chickens hatch. I don't want to line the ducks up in a row before I shoot them. So I'm going to keep my mouth closed on that matter. But, you know, I'm feeling real excited about it. You know, it's kind of a fun and interesting path. My life is um, hopefully going to turn um, pretty soon or the wheels are in motion at any rate. As soon as I get more information on that matter, I'll let you guys know about it. You guys will be the first to know about it. But yeah, I'm kind of ramped up for that. I got some uh, real exciting uh, prospects for my career and future. Um, I might be buying a speaker today. This pretty cool little portable speaker. It's like on sale at the grocery store down the street from me. Like an 808 uh, little can speaker. They're a cheap little speaker, but apparently they're really good. I, I uh, what did I do? I, um, I saw them at the, at the grocery store at my, near my, my house, no frills. And, uh, it was on sale for like $24. They're originally like $30, $40. And, uh, they're called the 808 can speaker. And as the lady rung in the purchase order of the person in front of me at the grocery store yesterday, their order came to $8.08, right? I'm like, oh shit, 808, this is a sign. So I go home and I research the speaker and um, yeah, it's a cool little portable speaker. So like I want to get a little portable speaker for um, when I'm doing my work, when I'm doing my furniture moving, 
me, me and uh, some of the guys, we like to do, you know, it's always nice to work when you have music, right? And there's no music where we work, right? So it'll be kind of nice to kick out the jams, you know, MC5 it with these motherfuckers, right? And um, it'll be cool. But, like, the one thing I'm a little bit worried about, and like, I have to say worried because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I can be vain. And it's not even the word, but, like, I could be, you know, I don't know, what the fuck, you know. What's the word? Embarrassed, I guess. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like I say, I can visualize things very well. And, like, sometimes I visualize just giving myself a hard time, right? And, you know, that's what I don't like about a portable speaker. It's like that idea of, like, oh, here's the party. You know, like, I'm a fun person. You know, it's like, oh, don't worry, guys, I got the fun covered. And then you pull out your stupid speaker and you play your tunes and nobody wants to hear. Then people start having requests like you're a fucking DJ. Like, it's, you know, I don't know if I need that stress in my life, you know. I kind of want to just keep it contained to myself. Like, something about that would really annoy me. Like, to start playing my music and then have somebody criticize it. Like, shut up. Like, I know what is good music. (laughs) Don't we all think that? Like, you think you know what good music is, but who knows, right? To you, to you, what is gold can be other person's glue, or whatever that means, right? So, but why should I get so fucking worked up over a speaker, you know what I mean? I guess that's the spring fever I'm talking about, you know? Restless, irritable, discontent. You get real kind of crank-a-doodle this time of year, I do. So, um... That's what one of the old-timers told me, man. You can get real crank-a-doodle during your spring fever fits as a recovering alcoholic, right? So I just got to shut the fuck up and uh, just try to enjoy what I got, you know? And, uh, hey, like I said, you know, spring fever. What with spring fever comes spring beaver, you know? Sorry to be so crass. But um, it's, yeah, you know... It's that time of year when the shirts get hiked up, the skirts get hiked up, the, the fucking, the cleavage comes out, the sunglasses come out, and uh, yeah, man, uh, that old time of year when animals are fucking like a uh, goddamn wildfire, and uh, you know, yeah, you know, I'm licking my chops, I'm looking around, you know, um, single guy might get out there, start dating, um, but you know, I gotta work on my game, because check this out. So last week, I'm on the streetcar, right? This is before the snowstorm hit, right? So, you know, it's still spring. Spring has allegedly sprung. So it's kind of a nice day last week. I'm on the streetcar, you know. And then all of a sudden, like on the streetcar, there's an announcement, right? Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the streetcar will be short-turning at uh, Bathurst and then continuing on past Benita. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, just as a short message, uh, the streetcar will be short-turning. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So, basically, like, uh, the streetcar was going off route. Then it was going to go back on route past a certain point, right? There was some kind of traffic delay. So it was going to go off route, then get back on course shortly after. There's this girl sat next to me. Gorgeous, right? Fucking, um, she's got the actress look to her, you know? She's got these big sunglasses on her face. Um, this very tasteful beige blouse on. Oh, this very tasteful beige blouse. Just really frilly and cute. She had these long gams on her, right? These just these sexy fucking gams, right? These 
she was, you know, this long-legged woman, right? And she, she was wearing these tight black pants that really showed off her ass and her hips, and she had her legs crossed. Just a real gorgeous little morsel for the morning, right? But I, hasn't, I hadn't really paid that much attention, right? I just kind of noticed, and then, uh, you know, I was sitting there listening to the announcement. Then she turns to me. She goes, oh, hi. Um, you know, uh, sorry, I had my headphones on. Uh, what was that? What was that announcement? And I was like, oh, um, well, uh, the streetcar is going to be short-turning, miss. She goes, oh, really? What does that mean? I, I don't usually take the streetcar. I'm, I'm from out of town. I was like, doing. And then I was like, uh, uh, oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> out of town, huh? Yeah, that's nice. That's cute. Yeah, well, anyway, um, the streetcar, it's short-turning. It's, uh, that means it's just going off route, but it's going to be back on course shortly. She goes, oh, oh, that's so, wow, what a, you know, seriously, what a funny, like, this is my first time on the TTC in a long time, I'm from out of town, and, uh, she's chatting me up and shit, right, she's giving me the third degree, because usually, like, what I found in my experience is, like, half the time, I don't know what the fuck a woman's thinking, but if she has the nerve to talk to you longer than the, um, you know, initial time, like, she asked me a question, I answered it, so now she's just talking, I'm like, oh, Oh, I wonder if this little chicken is, uh, you know, trying to fly the hatch, you know? I think she's, you know, she's kind of interested, right? She's looking for a rooster. <laughs> right? So, like, I'm like, hmm, oh, yeah, you know, right on, you know, you're from out of town, you're on the streetcar, you're having a, having a fucked up morning, huh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so we're just like, I don't know, ta- this nattering, right? We're just like kind of nattering at each other, talking, you know, flirting. I don't know. I, d- I don't know. Do people flirt anymore? It's like 2018, people are scared to look at each other in the eye, the hashtag Me Too era, you know, a lot of fervency in the feminism, women's rights movement, like, I don't know what the fuck this is going on here, right? I'm just trying to play possum, you know, just try to see where she's taking this, right? So, you know, I mean, I'm trying to get a vibe of what's going on in this conversation, all of a sudden the fucking streetcar stops, the door opens, and out and onto the streetcar comes this homeless man, ah, fuck! Fuck! He like comes on with like an exclamation of like anguish. We're like, uh. And he comes and he perches himself right next to us. He's like, ah, fuck, you know, ah, streetcar, it's late and it's short turning and he's blowing his nose and shit. Ah, the fucking streetcar short turning. Ah, fuck off. Anybody got any change? He's like bugging people for change and shit, right? And then I just decided to play it like a gentleman. I just said, um, I looked at her. I said, well, your morning's getting a little bit crazier now, isn't it? (laughs) She chuckles a little, right? It's like, oh, you have a good day, miss. And then I uh, I got up and I moved to the back of the streetcar. I just can't be around um, nonsense, stupidity, right? This guy's just kind of like being like up in my space. Hey, you get off my cloud. You don't know me. You don't know my style. As the method man would say, right? Back the fuck up. Shut up. Pipe down. Calm down. Quit. Grow up. Get a fucking grip. Fucking clown tard up in my face screaming shit, right? And like I don't play that game for no one, right? I'm not going to sit there and listen to that shit. Even if there is a beautiful woman in my lap. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, figuratively speaking. So then she... um. She follows suit. She follows me to the back of the streetcar. And then, you know, we kind of sit in silence for a bit. 
just soaking in this fucking verbal assault by a homeless man in the middle of the morning. Then the streetcar short turns again, meaning we have to get off the streetcar and wait for the next one. I don't know. TTC is fucked. Toronto Transit Commission. They're fucked. They're always doing something wacky and pissing off their customers, right? So now me and the girl, we're standing on the street corner. She's repeating herself. She's like, I can't believe it. You know, what a morning. Oh, my God. You know, like, I'm just, you know, I'm from out of town. And this is my first time on a streetcar in a long time. And what an experience. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking crazy. Whoa. Like, I'm just trying to, like, um, like, I don't know. Like, I just... I don't know. She's just kind of like repeating herself, right? And, um, you know, I'm making little quips here and there, but I can only take it so far, you know? Like, I throw in a little quip here and there. Oh, yeah, you know, wacky Wednesday, whatever, you know? I'm just fucking trying my best to, like, um, get a couple chuckles in there and shit. And, uh, you know, I just, I didn't know how to... Like, I was out of practice. That was the whole, you know, that was the whole thing I came to realize. It's like, I'm out of practice with, like, the whole flirting shit. But, like, you know, I, I did pretty good for, like, the circumstance. Because, you know, she just, uh, she just asked me a mild question. Like, she asked me the direction of this, like, for a direction. Asked me for a direction. Then she just kind of talked to me about what a hectic morning she had. And I listened and I kind of joked around. But... You know, I didn't know how to get to that next level of, like, I guess I could have just asked her a question. Like, oh, yeah, so what do you do? Where do you work? Or, um, you know, how's Ajax? She said she's from Ajax, which is, like, I don't know, some hick town on the fringe of, uh, you know, Toronto. Not some piece of shit town that she's from or whatever, right? So, like, um, I could have asked her, but, like, I just, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it wasn't appropriate. You know what I mean? And um, I also didn't like my intentions, right? Because, like, as I told you, I was looking her up and down, right? I was like, oh, look at this tall glass of water, right? And I was licking my lips. And, like, I didn't like, I didn't like the fucking vulture-like feeling I was getting, right? It was like a harken back to the old days when, like, um, I'd be prowling at a fucking bar, like, hammered, just looking for the next, uh, you know, hors d'oeuvre to come my way, right? And, um... So I just kind of, um, you know, I just played it by ear, and uh, she rode off into the sun's rise, I guess. I was going to say sunset, but it was in the morning. So she rode off into the sunrise. Uh, I got off a couple stops before her, never to be seen again. And uh, I don't know, I guess um, what I'm getting at is uh, I'm out of fucking shape. I'm out of shape with this dating biz, man. I need to get back into that. Like, well, actually, I'm in great shape for, like, myself. Like, I work out all the time. But, like, I'm in bad dating shape, man. I didn't, you know, I should have been able to close that. Because, like, I kind of had a feeling she was hinting, hinting at uh, a little bit more than um, just some directions. You know, she wanted to take some more direction, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, come see, come see. We'll see what the next... Uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on my little um, progress. I'll keep you posted. There's going to be other opportunities. Don't you worry. The sun will come out tomorrow. <clears throat> I don't even know if I believe that. Hey, here's something else, too. Um, Earth Day is around the corner. I believe um, 
Earth Day. As I've been talking about lately on the podcast, um, one of my passions is uh, the environment. I want to get more involved. Um, I watched documentaries about Greenpeace, you know, the the environmental group that um, they did all sorts of crazy, um, crazy adventures in the name of Mother Earth, man. They fought off whaling vessels, oil vessels, the sea clubbing, or sorry, the sea, the baby sea lion industry. You know, people were clubbing baby sea lions or baby seals, baby seals, you know, so they, they, they fought for the rights of the baby seal. They fought for the rights of the, the blue whale or the whale or whatever. They fought for, um, you know, illegal um, oil drilling, you know, that was fucking up the, I don't know, the water table, the, the environment, I don't know, whatever. Greenpeace, they were doing a lot for Greenpeace. And, um, you know, so that's what I'm trying to get involved in lately. And, um, you know, on a previous podcast, I mentioned, mentioned I was reading a book called Silent Spring. And that's a book um, written by Rachel Carson. It's the first of its kind. It was first published in like 1962. It's about the pesticide industry post-World War II. And it's basically about the effect that big industry has on the environment, you know, due to pesticides, due to whatever production. And one of the quotes that really got me was... Um, from her book, it was like on the back of the book, it was on, I, maybe I read it online as well, she said something to the effect of, we have the right to know if we have the obligation to endure. Meaning, as a society, we have a right to know what big industry is doing to our environment if we have the obligation to endure, to go on, to live on this planet and to go on living in this planet. So we have a right to know as a society. So it got me all amped up. I went and I rented the book from the library. And I got to tell you, um, it is boring. <laughs> it is a boring fucking book. I'm sorry. I'm a layman. I don't, you know, I'm not a professor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a fucking um, space cosmonaut. Like this is scientific jargon in its finest man it's just like she's talking about methane molecules and soil tables and shit i read the first chapter and i fucking it was in a fucking fit right i was just shaking i'm like oh my god there's another 400 pages of this shit right and like i'm in this place right now where i'm really trying to open my mind and expand my horizons and um shit i just had a humbling experience with that book because i read the first chapter you know i almost had a seizure then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let it soak in, give it some time, and then, um, you know, continue. So, like, three weeks later, I put the book down for three weeks. I had to renew it, pick it up three weeks later, start reading. She's going on about, like, carbon monoxide and, you know, periodic tables and shit. And I just threw my hands up to the Lord, and I said, Lord, take this book from me because I can't deal with this shit. I just, I, it was humbling. I, I had to, like, it's humbling as a 31-year-old man to admit when you're over your head, mentally. Because, like, it was just, I was getting inundated with, like, information that I don't need, you know? Like, I don't need to know this shit. Like, I'm just, I'm a layman. I need to know the facts. Let me know the facts. Let me read an article. Let me watch a documentary. Let me um, attend an event but, like, to read a fucking textbook on the environment, like... And, fuck, and by the way, spoiler alert, 
This book was written in like 1962. So it's like, yeah, I get it. There's all sorts of fucking nuclear fallout and pesticides. Like I already know the scope. I already know the scoop, right? It's like I'm reading like all this old information kind of, even though it was like revolutionary at the time of publication. And she's an excellent writer. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're like, um, hard pressed to be really bored to death by a fucking book on biology and shit, go ahead and read it. Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. If you're looking to get bored to death by a bunch of, um, you know, scientific jargon, go ahead. But, um, it just wasn't for me. Like I couldn't take it. And, uh, uh, it was just kind of humbling because, you know, who wants to admit that they're too stupid to read a book? <laughs> it's never nice to admit it, but, um, you know, it's not that I'm stupid. I just... Sorry, sipping my coffee there. It's not that I'm stupid. It's just, it was just too much for me, and I had to admit it. And uh didn't feel the greatest to have to do that, but I did it. I admit it. But, hey, you know, anybody out there who wants to give it a shot, you know, give it a try. In all honesty... um, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. It was hailed and is still hailed as one of those books that not only was it well written, like very, um, you know, prosaic and uh, poetic in her writing, just as, as her capabilities as a writer. She um, is a full, legit uh, master's of uh, science, or sorry, master's of biology, sharp field researcher, uh, intellectual, scientific woman. And when she wrote this book, it was very, uh, it was the first of its kind. Like no other book had been written about uh, man's effect on the environment, really, up until that point. It was really the book that kicked off the green movement, this, you know, the whole environmental movement. It sparked a lot of change in the world. And uh, it's just not in the cards for me right now. It's too much information that I don't need. I just need the solution, right? So, but um, that being said, you know, go check it out if you want to. You might get something out of it. Uh, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. God bless her for writing it. Um, oh, yeah. But it also um, it also got me thinking, like, um, you know, I got to be more proud of what I can do, right? Because, like I said, I recently just read a book on... Um, there's some things that I want to try to reach for in my life, try to attain like different little things that I want to do, like um, sort of like on a business level. And I, I, recent, I recently read a book about it. Don't Like I said, I don't want to line my duckies up in a row or I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. So I'm not going to talk about it. But, um, you know, I just recently finished reading a book about that. And that takes a lot of mental prowess. And, um, you know, my comedic due diligence, I got to write this goddamn podcast, I got to joke about it, got to be immersed in comedy. And, uh, you know, these are things that take um, a lot of focus and energy. So, you know, I don't want to beat myself up too hard about that. But, you know, it just was kind of, you know, after all the hoopla I spoke about on the podcast, like, you know, not that I spoke about it like a big deal or anything, but, um, you know, I had mentioned I was going to read the book and, uh, you know, I read the first chapter and I just bail on it, right? But, uh, hey, you know, whatever. It was a difficult read, you know, it wasn't easy. And, uh, yeah. But it just got me thinking, you know, I should be more uh, proud of some of the things that I can do. And um, one thing that got me thinking about, too, was um, uh, the idea of a betterment fund, right? 
because like the idea of betterment just kind of came to my mind when I was reading the book. Like, you know, I'm trying to better myself and stuff like that. And sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's fast, whatever. But then it also got me thinking like um, kind of unrelated to the environment, but just like in society in general. Like I, we need a betterment fund. We need some sort of a betterment fund slash facilities because you know there's an epidemic going on in this city i don't know if it's since i got sober now i notice these things but like it's a fucking epidemic man you walk around downtown toronto there is all sorts of alcoholism drug addiction mental illness just popping up at you you can't walk like a block without some fucking crazy person popping out of a bush and like talking to themselves or looking on the street for some fucking crack like they call that shit peeking when people like um or tweaking or whatever i think they call it peeking because they're peeking They're, they're peeking around for their crack right they're looking on the street they're looking down they're trying to see if they can find a crumb of crack to smoke you know, the, the, all these peekers wandering around, all these fentanyl cases, all these fucking drug addicts, alcoholics, mental patients just popping out of bushes, streetcars, fucking garbage cans. It's an epidemic. And if we had a betterment fund, like the idea of a betterment fund, like if we had facilities where people could go to get real help, you know, housing, and even if they're housed in like a facility Like, that's not a fucking picnic. Like, people act as if, like, oh, you can't give these people shit. They should be pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. You can't just give them a handout. On one hand, it's a handout, but on the other hand, is it? Like, have you ever lived in a men's shelter? I've lived in a men's shelter. They're horrific. You're stuck in a room full of 15 other people on a cot. You have no privacy. You got nothing, basically. I mean, well, it's not nothing, but you're getting what it's called. You're getting shelter from the elements. That's really all you're getting. You're not getting any privacy. You're not getting any sense of a home. You're getting shelter, which is really all you need at that time. But, you know, it's just we can't have these people just wandering around at any point anymore. Because I look at these people and I get frustrated, right? I think to myself, like, holy fuck, like, how fucked up are you? Like, I start getting, like you know, holier than thou thinking, like, when I was in my alcoholism, I didn't wander around and do all this stupid shit, which I did. But like, you know, I had a home. So like, I would go home, I didn't like wander the streets indefinitely bothering people. And, you know, and it's just a real ugly blot on society when you got all these people wandering around doing that shit. And it's like, well, where's the compassion? Because if we got them some serious help, it would not only be better for them, it would be better for society. Like, it's to the point where it's everywhere. It's in your face. And what are we going to do about it? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I got, you know, I guess that's a, actually, to be fair, I guess that's a lot of what I got from um, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. Like, unfortunately, I couldn't go on the journey of actually reading the book. <laughs> But um, I got on the bandwagon of, like, speaking up for things and, um, like, what are we going to do as a society, right? And, you know, she raised that issue about the environment and to stretch it further, the issue of just humanity and people, man. We need, like, a better betterment fund and facilities, like, you know... Sure, it's going to cost the taxpayer and blah, 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 and yubba, 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 but it's like... 
it would really better society. Who the hell wants their kids, you know, outside playing, and then all of a sudden some uh, uh, person comes out of nowhere and starts bothering them? Or when you're standing there waiting for the bus in the morning, and you got a uh, uh, person, like, standing there? Or when you're going to the corner for a fucking coffee, and uh, uh, is standing there? All day long, it's uh, uh, in this fucking city, man. You can't even go to McDonald's anymore and have a fish fillet without a uh, uh, lurking in the foyer. You know what I mean? Anyway, it's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Rantran, speaking about Betterment, speaking about Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, speaking about hamsters, speaking about women on streetcars and the beautiful, beautiful spring that is upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, as a fucking comedian of the highest order, of the highest comedic due diligence, I strive for the highest of strength and the highest of heights in comic performance, ladies and gentlemen. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me your questions, send me your questions, send me your questions, you know? Hopefully we can get together and start a spiritual garden. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. God bless you. Go out there and live it, and I'll talk to you next time. Good night. Oh, yeah. It's April 17th, 2018.